networking is something that we talked about, oh gosh, I don't even remember what call it was, but one of the early calls we talked about the distinctions between networking, marketing, and sales. And so now we're going to focus on the piece of that triangle, which is about networking, which is really when you are seeking connections, you're, it's not the stuff that actually is about closing the sale or, or having the meetings, and it's not the stuff that's about the precursor to that, which is all the image building stuff and the writing and the presentations and the logo and the business cards and all that. That's marketing. What we're going to talk about is the networking mindsets, which are what are the mindsets that are helpful in seeking as many connections as you can, building your network to a place where it can work for you such that it can help support your marketing efforts and your sales efforts. Well, I am going to share with you my nine mindsets of networking. And these are to be used in conjunction with each other. I mean, it's good to have one or more of them, but really using all nine of them together is the secret to success in networking. Um, and really, networking gives you access to so many possible opportunities, not just for direct dollars in sales, but for all kinds of connections throughout life. So. The first mindset of networking is to think of it as a game, that it's, it's fun as a game if you stay open to it as a game. Um, and the trick is to start with the people you already know. Now, when, as we went around the room, what I heard in common and what each of you said is that for you, networking is a thing that you go to. It has to do with meeting people for the first time and being an extrovert, even if you are an introvert. It has to do with um, collecting business cards. It has to do with follow-up and taking the time and that it's very time-consuming. So that's something consistent that I heard from all of you. So really, if you, if you think of it as a game and if you stay open to the fun of it being a game and you start with the people you already know, it's a lot more fun. It's not so much this you know, task that you have to manage with the time and the cards and the making yourself an extrovert if you're not. And, et cetera, et cetera. So really, start with who you know, find out who they know. Again, it's just like referrals for sale. You're going for the warm leads. If you network with, if your networking is around warm leads, just in general, now you're not going for people who are specific to anything directed at your business. At this point, networking is just everyone. Okay, so, the, so that's the first mindset. It's a game. It's fun if you stay open to it. Start with who you know, find out who they know. The second mindset is become a connection seeker. Now, if you're not already, make yourself driven to find connections. And what that means is connect people with each other, connect people with information, connect people into your life, include people, and ask them to include you. Most of the time, you don't even have to ask. Most of the time, if you're including people in your life and if you're connecting people with each other and with information and with what you're up to, they're going to start including you in things and it snowballs from there. So the second mindset is be a connection seeker. The third mindset is about partnership. And th that's just partnership in the general sense of the term. Look for mutual benefit. Look for ways to serve the people that you're networking with. Whether you're meeting them for the first time or whether they're warm leads or whether they're people you already know. Look for what are things that we can help each other do. What are you up to in your life? What are you interested in? What are you working on? What are your challenges? And when you're exploring, and when you're genuinely curious about that, and you're exploring that, you'll find all kinds of ways you can connect with them. You might be able to provide them with leads for babysitters. I think I shared that example with you before. Um, 
you know, any you could you might say, hey, I just read an article that that speaks exactly to that. I'll fax it over to you. It's a, you know, there's so many ways you can connect with people and look for ways to serve them. Look for the mutual benefit. That's what I mean by the big schmooze in the sense that I um, mean you're you're obviously covering it much more articulately and much more detailed than I was, Susie. Uh-huh. But you're just sort of like sort of spreading out your influence. There are ways upon ways and layers upon layers that you that you serve people in, the, in a sort of networking capacity and you look to connect to them. And it might not have anything to do with uh, what your initial outcome is going to be or what you hope. It might just be on a very basic level. Exactly. Exactly. And that goes back to number two, which is about being a connection seeker. Because if you're genuinely focused on, if your only agenda is to seek connections, then you're going to find usefulness in every person you interact with. And, they're, and you're going to find ways to be useful to them. So it's not just about sales, which is why to me networking is very distinct from sales. With sales, you are strategically targeting people in your network for the purpose of selling more services. And the purpose of the conversations is to get meetings. And the purpose of the meetings is to get more meetings. And the purpose of those meetings is to get business, etc. There's There's a focus to it. There's a strategy to it. It's purposeful. Networking is to me is very expansive. It's you're meeting you're meeting people in your life, you're meeting the people in their life, you're finding out where the connections are, you're just exploring possibilities. There's no should or have to about it. It's just about a, a, a genuine curiosity about what's there. Like like going on a scavenger hunt, looking for something that might be there, assuming there's something there and looking for it. And keep looking. <laughs> you know, sometimes you keep looking and keep looking and you find there's nothing there and then you just go your separate ways. But most of the time, if you're looking hard enough, you'll find something to connect with people about. So the fourth mindset is about keeping your agendas clear and communicated up front. Where networking gets hard is when people go to these networking events with the intention of selling you something. You know, people, sometimes I find at networking events, people are there either to give out their card or to collect cards or because they want to talk about their particular service that they want to get you to buy. So to me, that's not networking. That's selling. (laughs) Networking is where, really, you're just in it to find the connections. You're in it to meet this person, to explore who this person is and where are the ways that you two can play together. And if you do have an ulterior agenda, you want to communicate it up front. And you want to be honest and you want to check your assumptions. That's part of keeping the agendas clear and communicated up front. If you have an assumption that the two of you are having a conversation simply to explore what's possible in having met each other or getting to know each other further, check that out. I wouldn't assume anything. The fifth mindset is just carrying with you all the time a curiosity about what's possible and a genuine interest in others. And again, that ties back into being the connection seeker. The sixth mindset is along the lines of the six degrees of separation concept. Are you familiar with that one? Not really. I've heard that term so often. It was a play. I know. It it was actually a very funny play. But the concept is that we are all, everybody in the world, separated by only six other people between us. Six degrees of separation. So the concept there is that even though I met each of you for the first time over the phone when we began this class, if 
if we one at a time sat down and explored everybody that we know, chances are we are six people away from each other. In other words, in other words, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows you, or what you know, however many sixes in there. I think there are only sixty people in the world anyway. <laughs> right. But the other way that this concept works too is that. If there's somebody that you want to get to know, like let's say for some reason you wanted to get to know Bill Clinton, chances are there are only six other people between you and Bill Clinton that you know. You know, there's there's a chain of people knowing each other that's only six people deep between you and anyone you would want to get to know. So, so in that mindset, the thing about networking is that everyone is on the squad. There are no bench warmers in this sport. There are no spectators in this sport. So. Nothing is a wasted interaction. There is no wasted time in networking because everyone is connected to, if they're not someone you want to know, they're connected to someone you want to know. And part of getting to know all the different people that you can possibly come across in your life is that you're constantly strengthening the strands of your web. If, like I like to think about networking as a big spider's web. You know, it's, it's actually like a net. You have this net of people all connected by these different strands. And let's say there's people in your life that you haven't talked to, or let's say you had great connections at conferences that you went to with people whose business cards you have but you have never followed up. Those strands are very weak and thin right now. And the way to strengthen those strands of your web is by having the conversations and by following up and by getting to know those people more. So every moment in the concept of six degrees of separation and everyone being part of the, everyone being on the squad is that every moment is an opportunity for relatedness. And every moment of relatedness is a building block for your network. So every strand in your web, every strand in your net adds strength to the fibers of your network. And eventually you're going to find that it starts working for you if you're just focusing on strengthening all those strands. Which is another concept I think that you're either articulating very in terms of the clarity of it or you're implying it, which is that when you're going for leads in something, whether it's a networking lead or a sales lead, you, you don't go away empty-handed. You leave with another name. Right. Well, that, right. That's more for, to me, that's more specific for sales because there's a should-do around that. So it's more strategic. It's a process. But the way I think about networking is that it's just an ongoing thing. It's all the time. It's just all the time. It's not something that you do when you think about it. Like to me, sales activities are something I have to remember to do and something I have to schedule to do and something I have to track and something that I have to keep track of in terms of where I am in the process. Um, and networking is not. Networking is just ongoing all the time. Even if you don't exchange business cards. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. To me, to me, networking is not about the business cards. Business cards are about marketing. Networking is about these nine mindsets working together. Okay, number seven is about creating a comfortable atmosphere in the people that you're talking with. So it's, it's about keeping in mind as you're building relationships that there are three things that all people want. Um, all people want to be respected. Sometimes I think of that in terms of love. You know, people just want to be loved. People want to be acknowledged and people want to be taken care of. And part of being taken care of is being well-served. Now, in business, this translates into providing excellent customer service or exceeding expectations. But in general, you know, I, I, haven't, I have yet to find people who would argue with that they want those three things. 
They want to be respected or loved, they want to be acknowledged, and they want to be taken care of. So in networking, as you're connecting with people, look for ways to do those things too. Mindset number eight is the concept of giver's game. Has anyone heard that term before, giver's game? No. The idea behind giver's game is that if you focus on what you can provide for others, you're going to get some benefit out of that rather than looking for what others can do for you or looking for, it kind of goes back to ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country it's that kind of a concept if you're the giver you're going to gain because generally people right. people want to help you so if you're focusing on helping them it will come back to you and then the last one is really about networking being ongoing all the time. It's not just at networking events. It's not just at conferences. It's not just when you put on your suit. It's not just when you make sure you have all your business cards with you and go forth with the intention of networking. It's, it requires constant, constant action. And one of the things that I found really helpful in networking or getting started in networking is the, the informational interview. Um, there's, it, that's a really powerful tool in meeting people and getting connected with who's in their life. So, for example, well, I can tell you the example from my business. When I first started my business, as you know, I was a school teacher before I became a, a business owner and a coach. And when I left teaching, I knew there was some other thing out there that I wanted to do. I just didn't know what it was. So I set forth. I didn't have a network, you see. I was a teacher. <laughs> my network were my kids the other teachers in my school. So I set forth to meet people in business. And I started with the people that I knew through my family, through friends, and I said, who do you know who's in business? Any kind of business, I don't care what. I want to go meet with them and do an informational interview and find out who they are and what they do and what skills it requires and whether or not it's something that a teacher could transfer skills into doing. And so I spent six months after leaving teaching conducting about 150 informational interviews. Now, I didn't start with 150 people. I think I started with three. But what happened is each person that I met with and I did the informational interview with them, I, I asked them for who else they knew that I could talk to that might be an interesting next step in my journey of exploring what's possible out there in terms of new careers. And that's how I, I met so many people through that 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 was how I started my business as a coach, was through people that I met through the informational interviews. Because I ended up meeting a woman who... Um, connected me up with the president of her company, which happened to be a coaching and development company. And they were looking at the time for bringing on new associates. And that was how I got started. So never underestimate the power of informational interviews. And networking is, is the precursor to sales activities because in order to follow up and to keep strengthening the strands of your web, you've got to make phone calls, you've got to set up meetings, and you've got to follow up and following up has to be ongoing. So it's not just getting out there and ongoingly meeting new people and ongoingly strengthening the strands of the web of people who are already in your network, but it's following up, following up, following up. Now there's an interesting balance here, because on the one hand, what we're looking to do when we're networking is we're looking to be selfless and serve and givers gain, and that's very real. But on the other hand, there's a time that comes when people are going to turn to us and we're very generous and we've been connecting them and providing them and giving them names and faxing and emailing and all like that. And they're going to say, oh, well, what do you do? Who are you? 
Exactly. And that's, we have to be ready to not be self-effacing at that point. We have to be ready to turn on our little commercial and tell them what we're doing and plugging it into what we've been hearing about what they've been doing. That's exactly right. And that is when networking transfers into the sales process. At that moment, when they express that that similar interest in what you're up to. Because, it, Jeremy, I think you just said it beautifully, too, because there, there comes a time when they're going to turn to you and they're going to want to know what you do and where you do it. And this is why, in this class, we didn't start with networking, which is, you know, somewhat of the, the logical place to begin. We started with our 30-second commercials, and networking is, you know, down here at class number eight. So the idea being that this is how networking fits into the sales process is that it really is a doorway into the sales process and a great place to continually be keeping your pipelines fresh and, and keep, keep new things coming into the pipeline. And to answer Diane's earlier question about, you know, how do you strategically target the people that you want to be networking with, my answer to that is don't. No, just let, it, just let it go. Yeah, let that go. My answer to that is network with everybody, and okay. then when you're in the sales process, yeah, be strategic about who that. you're targeting in the sales process. Right. But networking, throw open the doors, you know, open the windows, let everybody into that game. That's a big old party. It's a big game. Everybody's in it. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing where if you have that mindset about networking, you get to meet really interesting people on airplanes and, <laughs> you know, walking the dog. And, you know, you find all kinds of interesting things out about people. Mm -hmm. And it does become like a game. And you know what? If you keep it in your mindset as a game, you don't have to follow up on everything. Now, if you want to be strategic with who you've met in your network and put them into your sales process, yeah, you got to follow up, follow up, follow up. But to me, networking takes all the shoulds out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no laws about who you should network with. Network with everybody. See what comes of it. See who they know. Well, any any reactions, comments, questions? Two more words about the uh, informational interview. What do you? What 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 is that period? Well, an informational interview is when you set up a, a meeting with someone to interview them to gather information either about what they do or what their company does. But really, it's not a sales meeting at all. It's it's personal. You're looking for information that will help you personally figure out whatever's next for you. So they're very non-threatening for the other person because you're, you're clearly not coming to sell them anything. You are coming to pick their brains, really, and it's flattering for people. It's kind of like you're asking for mentorship in a small nugget, in a small dose. So the informational interview is when you basically set up half an hour with somebody or lunch with somebody I actually tried to do it not around meals because I didn't want to, well, at the time I was trying to live off of my savings, so <laughs> I didn't want to spend the money and I didn't want anyone else to feel the pressure to pick up the tab. So I would set up these half-hour meetings, I'd go to their offices, and I'd say, tell me about what you do. How did you get into what you do? Uh, what skills did you, do you have to have? Does someone have to have to be successful doing what you do? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What would you do differently if you had to do it over again? And what I started learning were all the jobs I didn't want to do <laughs> when I left teaching. So that's where it was helpful for me. But you can design informational interviews around anything that you want to find out. So, so there were two questions that I asked every single person in the informational interview. And that was, um, who else do you recommend that I should conduct this kind of an interview with? Who else would be good for me to talk to? And 
what do you recommend that I read? And I, I followed up on just about all the people and some of the books. See, so you did get another name. Yep. But that was only, you know, at that point, that was survival. Like, I, you know, I didn't know where else to find people, so I had to ask the person in front of me where else to find well, people. maybe we can think of what we're doing in survival. Yeah, but it's amazing. People really do want to help you. It is amazing. You call up and you ask for an informational interview, they're happy to help. Well, people like other people who are vulnerable. Yeah. Which speaks to interesting networking and sales and interpersonal style. It's one thing to come across authoritative and know your stuff, but it's also great if you can provide a balance that there's areas that you'd like to get help in. People, people like that vulnerability. Yep, I think that's right. You mentioned the word, well, actually it was a little, a little bit earlier than before the nine mindsets, but you said strategic mm-hmm. networking. Could you just clarify what you meant? That's more in the sales process. So when you're in the sales process, you want to identify, you want to look at your network. You want to look at all of the people, and by network, I mean all of the people you know, everybody. You know, even your three-year-old's best friend. You know, there's people that you know that know other people that are helpful. So look in your network and find out who of all the universe of people in your network are strategically, in other words, um, if you had to focus your attention on just a handful of people in that network to pursue for a possible business development, who would those people be? Okay. And then part of doing that is also strategically figuring out how you're going to access them. Now, it may make some sense to look at how you know those people. You know, let's say there's someone in your network that you know through your next door neighbor. Well, maybe the way you're going to access that person is to have your next-door neighbor help you connect up with that person, depending on the relationship, again. Well, I I think this journey, I mean, it speaks to what's attractive to people is expansiveness, I think. Mm -hmm. And as as, as, assuming that you're not so expansive that you suck the air out of the room. But but a certain amount of expansiveness and playfulness uh, generates uh, connections from others and, uh, and an interest in others playing and then in the, cor- in, the, in the course of that you find that if there are possibilities for, for other forms of relating in terms of business mm-hmm. right. yeah and sometimes it's helpful to uh, to trace back how you know people um, to con- like to keep the connections the strands of the web clear in your mind as to who connected you with whom and how you met this person and and trace it back and see how many you know how many degrees of separation back it goes you know and it's funny because when I first started doing this I could actually trace back my first client you know went back through six different people and you know I could trace it back to the one person who started the whole ball rolling you know that kind of a thing the one person that was in my life that I already knew who said hey you should talk to this person and then I met that person, and they said, oh, you should talk to this person. So it's kind of fun sometimes to do that, to trace it back and see I, how it works. I think, that, I think that what we can all identify in ourselves about this is a, is a continual availability. And speaking about uh, a vulnerability, that there's a kind of an openness to be able to be open to new possibilities, of uh, connecting to other people and feeling like we don't have to judge them, they don't have to judge us. If you're thinking in terms of Myers-Briggs term, 
I think uh, networking is the ultimate P activity. It's, it's you don't have closure. It's the yeah. opposite of it's the opposite of project management. Right. You're not managing any projects here. It's just like keeping things open, 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 open. Yeah, and there are so many things that we have to do that are should dos. And for me, the sales process has a lot of should dos in it. But networking is just a place to sort of let your hair down and be yourself and be fun and just see what's possible. But to me, that's that's a lot of what attracts me to coaching is the exploration or commitment to what's possible. And so for me, networking is just a natural place to express that. This is Bob. I, I, this, is, this is good news to me because I, too often I walk away from networking opportunities, networking experiences, and I feel... Well, you know, nothing's really come of that. I've collected a bunch of cards and, and you know, how many of these people are selling insurance. Right. And, uh, but it's, it is good to know that, that it's, it is a much more open-ended thing and that, that it's, it's as much social and, and, and recreational as, as it is anything else, and you never know what comes of these things. Exactly. Exactly. You could meet your next best friend just in a random networking incident. You just don't know. So yeah, I would say take the focus off of the cards. Take the focus off of giving your card out and collecting your card. And you know, if you get cards from people that you know you're never gonna wanna keep in touch with, throw them out. <laughs> There's no reason to keep them just because they gave them to you. I find people all the time who just have stacks and stacks and stacks of business cards with rubber bands around them and you know, from every different conference oh, or yeah, also I felt thing. very guilty. Someone's emailing me. They want to get together with for lunch, and I don't want to get together with this person. And someone else who is wants to show me space in their um, their their school business program in case I want to rent it out later. <laughs> and it's, uh, I feel guilty about not following up with these people. I, you know, I email them something polite, but uh, I need to uh, get away from that too. Yeah, and it seems like a, like a very loose kind of not not necessarily responsive thing. Right, and the the trouble that I find a lot of people get into in terms of sales is that they confuse networking with sales activities. And it sounds like the person who wants you to look at space for the possible future time when you might consider maybe thinking about renting, <laughs> that's someone who's confused networking with sales. Because if that person were being strategic about contacting you for a specific sales purpose, they would have figured out that you're not interested in pursuing that further. But because they've couched it in terms of networking, you now are left with all of this should feeling around following up with them. So it, it gets messy, which is why, which goes back to the mindset about keeping agendas communicated and clear up front. Because networking, true networking, you don't you don't owe them anything. You don't have to go follow up. You don't have to go look at anything. If you're networking, you're exploring connections and possibilities. And for you, looking at that space is not a possibility. So you don't have to explore that. You know where I see this most often is I see this with my attorneys that I coach because they. They don't really have any concept of sales activities as distinct from networking. They think if they're networking, they are selling, and and they don't see the distinction. They have it completely collapsed. So part of what my challenge is with them is to uncollapse that for them, for them to see, no, networking is X and sales is Y, and you you know, networking in and of itself does not get you clients, does not get you dollars. 
It's when you take your network that you've been building up ongoingly and you strategically target people in network and thereby bring them into your sales process, which is, you know, everything we've been talking about for the last eight classes. Now, the other possibility, too, is to go and meet with these people for lunch or to look at the space and use that as an opportunity to explore other possible connections and see where it leads. If you want to do that, you can, but then you're taking it back into the realm of networking, which, and you're keeping it there, which is fine. But you don't have to let anyone else take you out of networking and into their sales process unless you want to go with them. Right, just so they know I'm not, I'm not in the sales process. Right. So what are you saying? You can, you can tell me I'm, I'm not in the market, but if you'd like to have lunch anyway, I, you know, I'd like to have lunch with you. Yeah, just right. explore possibilities and see where, where we might be able to help each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also be assertive about how people can help you. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Good point. Because when you go to explore this, you know, it could be, it could truly be that the person who wants to show you space picks up on something in a conversation with you where they think that's truly help you. Mm-hmm. So if you're assertive about, you know what, that's really not what I'm up to right now, but I'll tell you what I am up to. I'm interested in meeting clients in X industry, and if you know anyone in that industry, I'd love to meet them. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you're, you know, whatever you're up to, tell them what you're up to. But be conscious of where you are in the dance between the networking process or the networking experience and the sales process. Now, this is, this is an important part of networking, which I think you touched on, but I just want to underline it, that one of the things that we do when we network with this kind of connectivity, actually there are entire organizations, like an organization like BNI devoted to this, right. is that you end up making or using other people as your sales representatives, or maybe not sales representatives, as your information representatives, if you will, as your affiliates who can pass along referrals to you. And the more you're able to do that, the more you're able to leverage the networking into a network. Right. That's right. And that's where you're going to start to see the return on the investment of time. That's where you're going to start to see your network working for you, is when you've got some solid connections with people then all of a sudden they're sending you people for, that are clients and prospects. Because they know who you are, they know what you're up to, and they know who are the exact kind of people that you're interested in, and when they come across them, they'll send them to you. And when you have those kind of people in your network, <laughs> take good care of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I always love talking about networking because to me it really is the fun side of what we do. So thanks for, thanks for being in this conversation with me. It was really fun. So, I, listen, keep making calls, keep setting up meetings, explore networking in this new concept of being fun, and report back to us next week. Cool. Bye-bye. Take Thank care, you. everybody. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.